Father, we come before you this morning um, just so thankful that we can uh, be in your presence uh, because of your Son, Jesus Christ. We are um, grateful that we can hear from your word, uh, worship you in spirit and in truth. And so, Lord, I pray as we move forward this morning um, during this teaching time that your spirit might transform us, might shape us, and make us more into the image of your Son, for your glory. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, welcome. Uh, again, here we are online. We have, uh, if you received the email from me uh, a few days ago, uh, we have pushed uh, pause on our in-person gatherings um, just due to um, some of the recent statistics and surges of, of, of COVID-19. And something we've said since the beginning is that we regularly monitor and uh, watch these numbers. We listen to local authorities and we, we listen to also uh, even local health uh, professionals in, in our own community and how we make decisions in terms of whether we gather uh, or, or we don't gather. And we prayerfully and, and, and listen, it, it was a tough decision to uh, push pause on this week's uh, in-person gathering and return back online uh, temporarily. And, and we don't listen. Uh, we don't know how long this is going to be uh, online only. Again, uh, it, it is, again, week by week, and, and we're just so thankful for uh, this format. But like many of you, um, we are also experiencing just, just fatigue of this season, um, the in and, and out, the shifts uh, of gathering and, and not gathering. But uh, li like we said since the beginning, we want to be faithful to monitor really what's going on and faithfully steward the responsibility to uh, care and be compassionate toward our community. And one of the ways that we feel uh, that we do that well and serve our community well is by uh, pausing our in-person gatherings and, and, and foregoing gathering as uh, relatively large groups of people, uh, particularly indoors. And so for most of you, this is the continued format that you've been on. I think we, the, the metric we're looking at is uh, about 80% or 85% of our church anyway is utilizing this format, and we're so thankful for that. And so we're going to continue that, this uh, for, for as long as we see fit. And we'll be in constant communication with you about when we'll uh, start back up our in-person gatherings. And listen, our prayer should be, church, that, that this uh, virus that is, that is moving quickly uh, through our, our community and through our, our area here in North Texas, even in Texas particularly, our prayer should be that, that the Lord would, would halt it. it would stop it, and we would do our part in, in, in following the protocols and things like that as well to, to love and serve and be truly for the common good, not just in a slogan in our church name, but, but embodied in us uh, as well. All right, so uh, today we are going to continue our series on renewal. Actually, we'll finish it up today. This is the fourth week uh, of our series on renewal. And uh, we have covered, and you can see in this graphic that will be before you, the, 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 the cycle or the trend of how the Lord potentially does renewal individually and corporately. And so we have covered over the last three weeks the idea of a holy discontent, uh, this stirring of the Holy Spirit to go, is this all there really is. It, it, there has to be something more to uh, our, our journey uh, toward Christ and in Christ than this. And then there is this preparation as we open our hearts and our lives to, to God, unearthing the things that we find ourselves gravitating around. He begins to prepare us. He begins to, to, to stir in us and, and shed away those things and, 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 and uses fire to scorch away those things uh, to reveal 
uh, where our hearts really are and where he's calling us. And then there's, there's the, the contending phase that we talked about last week where we, we step into what God has proactively called us to be about, right? Where Jude says, listen, contend for your faith. And we looked at what contending actually is uh, as, it re- as it relates to our faith as Christians. And so today we'll look at the, f- the final one, and that is this idea of holy patterns, holy patterns. And uh, if you have been around the Parks Church for any amount of time, particularly if you were in our praxis groups, um, patterns, habits, rhythms, all of these terms are familiar to you because we talk about them a lot because they are so uh, powerful. And so we're going to talk about them again today as it relates to renewal. And if you remember our definition from renewal, uh, for renewal is this, is it's the refreshment, release, and advancement of a, a, a people when we are aligned with God's presence. And so the key point there is that we have to align ourselves with God's presence, and then that release, that refreshment, and advancement happen. And so with patterns, with holy patterns, um, they are meant to align us with God's presence. And so this morning, what I want to do is I actually want to begin um, at the end. I want to begin with the conclusion or the result as we see patterns take place and rhythms and habits um, instilled in our lives that are, that are from God. And so when we think about uh, patterns, holy patterns particularly, think of them as a, a way of living. In Jesus, in Matthew chapter 11, if you have your Bibles, you can go there. In verses 28 and 30, he says this. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is talking about a life or a way of being in the world that frees you from anxiety and frees you toward real rest. Again, like I said, I'm beginning with the end in mind. I don't know about you, but even in this season, even maybe this week particularly, this idea of anxiousness has crept back in uniquely, right? And and the idea of what Jesus is offering to us is this picture of rest, it's not just rest, it's also something else that Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 4, and this is verses 4 through, through 7. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which, pa- which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, so here we had Jesus go, listen, I want to give you rest. I want to give you a way of living that leads you to this place of rest. And, and, and Paul goes in Philippians, listen, in Christ, it's not just rest, but it's also peace. He says, do not be anxious about anything. And actually, in everything, he starts the verse, rejoice always. See, Paul is talking about a peace here that doesn't make sense. A peace that our minds can't comprehend, that logically we can't even grasp how this is taking place in this context. And so I want to pause here and get really practical and close to home to to where we are as we are looking at, at holy patterns. What has your typical response been in this season? 
Where have you found your heart wondering and your mind wondering during the season of COVID, during the season of unrest? You see, how we respond to this season particularly reveals to us what our true patterns and habits and rhythms of life have been. Hear me. You respond as you are when things happen. You respond as you are when things happen. It's not in those moments that you become someone else or someone new. Hear me, maybe through that season you have become, but in the moment of response, in that moment where this season, this crisis, this thing hits, it reveals what your patterns and habits and rhythms of life have been. Um, I've shared this example before, but uh, early on in in our marriage, uh, my wife and I, uh, we registered for a triathlon in southern Missouri. And, uh, you know, we were in pretty good shape. I I was in good shape. I, I, I could run, I could bike, right? And I, I knew how to swim. And uh, so we showed up to the triathlon early in the morning, uh, packed up, drove from, from, from where we were living about an hour and a half south. And, and as we were approaching uh, wh- where the triathlon was held, some things became very clear um, about this race. Um, because we, as we pulled up, we saw trailers with sponsors, we saw uh, certain bikes that didn't match our bikes. Um, and so we, we, we kept going. Maybe, maybe there's like a, a novice level to, to this race. And, and so we, we approached the uh, table to, to sign in to register. And, and literally, I, I look around and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, I'm the only guy here with hair on my legs. And like, I, probably the girl, you know, laughed as she wrote the number on, on, on my side. Uh, and so we, 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 we made the decision, right, like any two uber-competitive people uh, did in that moment, and they, they would, uh, we made the decision to leave everything and go to Cracker Barrel, right? Like, that's, that's what we did. Like, we just, we just left everything. We put our mountain bikes back in our, our, our car, and we, we left, right? Um, but how many of you know, like, in life, when you come or approach those moments right? You can't just check out and go to Cracker Barrel, right? You have to walk and live through them. And living through them reveals what habits and patterns have formed you and shaped you. That these moments that we are walking through right now, uniquely walking through right now, are revelatory moments, and they reveal what we have been preparing for. So listen, it's the moment when the virus hits. It's the moment we, we lose our jobs, but, you know, where, where the loss happens, where the diagnosis comes, where the injustices take place, that those are the moments that real, reveal where we are. But it's the moments before those that shape how we will respond in those moments. And so one of the things I am so convinced of is this, is that we have to become very good at pattern recognition in our lives because we understand how powerful and how revealing patterns are. And listen, there are a lot of patterns and habits in your life that you didn't ask for, that were created for you, that you're swimming in, that that, that you're walking in, and our culture has handed them to us, and we have to be aware of them. That there are things all outside of us trying to shape us, trying to form us, trying to grab our affections and our attentions, right? Like even the way that we're marketed to. 
Right? Remember malls? Remember shopping malls? Like there were these, these, these buildings that we all walked into and we could shop and we could, we could do those things. Um, they, they, they were custom tailored to pattern a way of thinking and a way of, of even walking so that you would be lured in by certain things. Online, social media, the news, all of these things are outside of you, forming you and shaping you toward something. Patterns, rhythms are powerful. And so I want to ask you this question. Think before uh, mid-March, before COVID-19 hit in in full force. um, How many of you felt like you were pulled in a million different directions, right? Trying to to figure out a rhythm over here and a pattern over here. In fact, you probably had a bunch of different rhythms, right? You had a a home rhythm. you 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 had a rhythm with your kids, a rhythm with schooling, a rhythm with work, a rhythm with with, with church, and, and you're trying to, to, to cycle through and trying to manage all of these different rhythms and patterns around you, and you felt, if you would be honest, you felt absolutely exhausted. I mean, just think about how hard that is, practically speaking, right? It's, it's like trying to, to sing, and I, I can't sing, but imagine trying to sing to a song that, that has three, four, five, six different rhythms. It would be impossible, you see, if, if, if anything, during this season, our rhythms were all messed up, right? Like, and in, in for most of us, they really consolidated down. Everything was forced to pause and to stop, and that was really beautiful because it allowed us to see the reality of what we were feeling, the chaos that we were denying for so long. And listen, I'm not saying that what was created in this season was a holy pattern or a holy rhythm. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying was that the Lord showed us the beauty and the power of one rhythm. It revealed something to us by cutting away. Now, some of you, um, some of you, you enjoy the chaos you enjoy the, 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 the patterns that are go, go, go because you can skip the most important and hard work of actually evaluating if your life is really producing what God is desiring for you and from you. Right? Even some of you, as, 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 as Texas begins to reopen or life gets back to normal, you're just so fatigued and frustrated that you're just like, I'm going to do it anyway. You're getting back to these rhythms and patterns so that you can shut out the voice and the presence of God. Please don't. Lean in. I've been so encouraged by so many of you. As, as life has potentially begun to kind of reopen back up and you've gotten a taste back of all these different things, um, uh, lobbying for your affections, lobbying for your time and just going, I, I don't desire to go back to that normal pace or that normal way of life again. The Lord's doing something. He's revealing Let us not be quick just to go back to things as normal. God is doing something in this season, and it's powerful if we'll let it be. Dallas Willard, he says this. He says, a successful performance at a moment of crisis rests largely and essentially upon the depths of a self wisely and rigorously prepared in the totality of its being, mind and body. In other words, this idea of walking with Jesus, following the way of Jesus, longing and leaning into renewal takes work. This is character formation. And listen, character formation is much more difficult than behavior modification. 
And most of you have participated in a behavior modification model where if we can just tweak what you do and, and how you do it, that's not the point of holy patterns. The point of holy patterns is to shape who we are inside, to form our character, and that is a much deeper and harder work. What Willard says is, is rigorous preparation. Like that's what holy patterns form in us. And if you're a parent, you understand that that is the more difficult work of character formation. I can think with my own kids, right? There are moments where I, I, I am disciplining them uh, because of something that they did, right? And I, I don't want them to do that again. And the, the easy response is that they just stop doing that. And there are moments where I can see in my kid that they are just acquiescing to what I've asked them, right? Behavior modification. They've stopped their behavior. They've maybe even sat down because I've told them to sit down. But when I look at them, I can see that they're sitting physically, but they're standing up in their hearts. And so there must be this deeper work of forming in us. Now, I know some of you maybe are going, as it relates to patterns, habits, uh, disciplines, and rhythms, you go, this, this, Kyle, this sounds like really works-based, um, so hear me, we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about the process of how God makes us more into the image of his son. And, and so I want you to, if, if, if that's your thought, look at a place like 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4. Listen, listen to what Paul says. He says, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith of good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of, of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have set, we have hope set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Did you hear what Paul said there to Timothy? How many times he used the word train, trained, toil, strive? That is this idea of working. Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, he says, listen, you, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Honor God with your bodies. That is not just talking about uh, sexual fidelity or, 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 or like working out and doing all those things. It is talking about that, but it's also talking about the patterns, the holy patterns that you instill in your life as the temple of the Holy Spirit are going to be a reflection or should be a reflection of God. Just as in the Old Testament, the temple was the literal dwelling place for God that people could see and experience God. Now the temple is us. Honor God in that. And with holy patterns, they are things that shape us and form us into the image of Christ. And so this is the definition I want to submit to you as we close this morning of holy patterns and practices. They are practices that shape us into people who live and act like Jesus in honest and consistent ways. Patterns and habits that shape us into people who live like Jesus in honest and consistent ways. And so Mark Sayers, um, who we've quoted a lot through this series, he says there are three levels of, of patterns, three layers, probably is a better word, of patterns in our life. And I want to submit these to you this morning, and then we are going to pause and ask a question, and I hope you'll, you'll think about this and discuss this, but I, I want to lay these three before you. The first is this, is, is forming patterns. 
Uh, These are the patterns in our life that align us with the reality of how humanity and God works in the world that God created. So these are called what Mark calls forming patterns. So it where are these forming patterns found? Let me tell you where these forming patterns are found. They are found in the word of God, right? There is no way for us to understand humanity, right? The people who God created, there's no way for us to understand God and the world he created apart from the revelation of God through his word. So forming patterns are patterns that we see from the word of God that we want to bring into our lives to live wisely and faithfully in this world. A great example of this is the wisdom literature in the scriptures. Think about the Proverbs. You think about um, all the things that it talks to us practically in how to orchestrate and live our lives. Those are forming patterns if we'll yield to them. Proverbs 15 talks about a gentle answer turning away wrath. That's a pattern. That's something given by God to instill in our lives so that we can live as faithful witnesses of who God is in this world. Uh, making a decision. Wisdom literature, we turn there. Are we supposed to make unilateral decisions? These things that, 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 that are so individualistic. We talk about uh, 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 individualism a lot in this system of, in this series on renewal. That's not what the Proverbs say. It says, no, wisdom is found in a council of wise people. So as you're making decisions, as you're navigating life, it's never meant for you to be alone. It never terminates on you. It's meant to be lived in a community of people. That's the way God created us. That's the way God created this whole system to work. And so when we submit to that, it forms us. That should be a pattern in our lives. Like, Kyle, is this, a, is this seriously a, a, a read your Bible message? Yes, it's a re- they're all read your Bible messages. Read the word of God, feast on the word of God, and you will understand the ways in which God has called us to live, and it'll form you and shape you. Now, second, second layer is this, is, is discipleship patterns. And this is um, probably the one we're most fami- familiar with. And I challenge you to go back to our series in January on whole life discipleship, and you can really pick up some great details on, on this one. But these discipleship patterns align us with God's kingdom. They create habits and disciplines in our lives that shape us for life in God's kingdom. And so these are the things that we are very familiar with, the spiritual disciplines of prayer, Bible reading, fasting, silence, solitude, Sabbath, community, simplicity. Here's what they do. They all, they all align us and bring us before the presence of God and what kingdom life really looks like, and they form us. The last one is influencing patterns, or maybe a better term for this would be missional patterns. These patterns align us with God's mission in the world, forming us and within us the spread of God's presence into the whole world. So as people that that, that the presence of God dwells in, it's not just meant so that we can enjoy the presence of God. It's so that we might display the presence of God to an anxious, watching world. You see, these patterns are things like sacrificial giving and serving working, as the scriptures call us, as unto the Lord in our God-given vocation. And so I want us to pause right here quickly and think about these three layers of patterns. And I want you to dialogue on ones that that you feel like you're doing really well and talk about them, but also maybe ones that you are, are weaker in and identify those patterns. Because listen, habits and patterns are powerful. We need to become really good at recognizing them.
All right, so picking back up as we close here, and I think I said that before, but we really are closing here. Uh, Matthew 6.33, Jesus says this after talking about fasting, after talking about habits and, 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 and patterns. He says this, seek first the kingdom of God, and then everything else will be added unto you. Matthew 6.33. You see, habits, patterns, rhythms, they, they aren't the point. They simply get us to the point. The point is the presence of God. They point us to the point of it all. That is Jesus Christ. That is being with him and being like him. You go back to Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus says, listen, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He's talking about us connecting our lives, patterning our lives after him and with him, not so that we are as powerful as him, we'll never be, not so that we have the same record as him, we will never have that. That's why he gives us his. He goes, listen, when you understand my way, when you walk in my patterns and my systems, the holy patterns of this life, you will understand that I'm your strength. You'll understand that I'm everything you need. And when you get that, you'll get rest. That's why in Philippians 4, where Paul talks about rejoicing in all things and not being anxious, the only way those two things in verse 4 and verse 6 are possible is if verse 5 is there. The Lord is at hand. All of these patterns, these holy patterns, are meant to bring us to the place and into the presence of God, into community with people who want to hunger and pursue the way of Jesus. You see, renewal is all about aligning our lives and our hearts with the presence of God. Because apart from his presence, there's no hope for renewal. There's no hope for peace or rest. And listen, our prayer through this series has been that maybe, just maybe, you have gotten a glimpse of a better way, a better life that Jesus is calling you toward. And I didn't say an easier way, but in that way, you will find rest, you will find peace, and we're praying that we'll, we'll see and sense renewal. Let's pray, church. Father, I thank you for this time. And God, I pray that you might, as I prayed to start, transform us through the power of your Holy Spirit. God, in this weird, chaotic season that so many of us are just feeling fatigued and tired, I pray that you would be our strength. You would be our rest for your glory. Oh God, let us, help us see the patterns in our life that are forming us and shaping us into people who are, are not pictures of who you are. Not pictures of rest, but of anxiety. Not pictures of peace, but of fear. Lord God, I pray that you would help us form and shape our lives with holy patterns that you give us in your word. Now let us be an encouragement and an influence to our whole community, those within this church and those outside, for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Church, we love you. See you next time.